thank you for tuning in with Youth Radio, KONM 89.9 on October 30th. You are chilling this evening with Michael Harley and Devika Lucky. As you all know, this whole week has been dedicated to Halloween or Dia de los Muertos. And to celebrate, our Youth Radio Collective members got together to share some of our favorite Halloween memories. We've also got a piece on Sister Fire, an event that showcases performers who are women of color. But first, we're going to hear some tunes from this week's music host, Kyle. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Our first artist tonight is best known for the song Kiss from a Rose that he did for the Batman Forever soundtrack. This is Seal with Get It Together. Now's the time for stepping out of place. Get up on your feet and give account of your faith. Pray to God or something or whatever you do. What I see can make me stop and stare. But who am I to judge the color of your hair? That was Seal with Get It Together. Now back to Michael. Sister Fire is an annual event put on to showcase performances by women of color. The group who puts on this event is Young Women United. One of the components of the group, called Circle of Strength, was working on a campaign for comprehensive sex education at Albuquerque Public Schools. Sister Fire is a fundraiser to help the campaign. Kirby Platero interviewed Yolanda Ramirez, who sang at the event. Young Women United is a female youth-led organization based in southeast of Albuquerque for women of color between the ages of 13 through 19. They focus on issues in the southeast community involving women of color. Their recent campaign was trying to get comprehensive sex education in public schools, which was a success. Kirby Platero and we are here with Mina Lee. Today we have one of the female performers, Yolanda Piñela. Hello ladies. Hi Yolanda, um, please tell me more about yourself. Um, well, I actually began singing when I was very little, say I was about eight years old. Um, but I would just go into my parents' uh, records and pull out a bunch of music and you know, just different songs that I would like, and I would just practice them. But it wasn't until I turned 14 um, that I began taking vocal lessons, and that's where I began to start performing and to really refine uh, uh, my voice and my talent and things like that. So I just, I've been singing now professionally for about five years. Um, when you were a kid, did you see yourself as a singer when you got older? Um, well, I actually didn't really see myself as a singer because I, I, it was more of, you know, just fun for me just to listen to all the artists that my parents uh, had like Jose Alfredo Jimenez and Juan Gabriel were, you know, the music that I grew up with as a, as a little girl. So I actually just saw it more as fun. But it was like when I said, when I was saying earlier that when I turned 14, I really wanted to take it more seriously and actually become, you know, start singing professionally. What type of experiences did you have while growing up? I definitely think that my, I, I'm the youngest of four children, so I'm the baby. And I do have two older sisters and a brother, and definitely that, you know, I was very, I wouldn't say spoiled. <laughs> but, you know, I think that uh, that my parents um, have always, you know, taken 
very good care of of their youngest child and and that way I was able to get you know their their support always and you know my music and stuff now so I think that my also my my older sisters you know I mean it's definitely hard to grow up with older siblings but you know I think that they they've shaped a lot of who I am now because I look up to them and I see you know some of the stuff that some of the mistakes that they've that they've made and you know I'm like okay well I I kind of have to steer away from that you know so it's definitely that my um I wouldn't say the major experiences but I think that they've definitely shaped who I am as a person now so just you know being able to look up to them and see what they've you know become today so <laughs> who would you define as your idol now my idol um well musically my idol would probably be Juan Gabriel he's uh, one of the most famous composers of all of Mexico and ever since you know he came out you know he came out at the beginning just like any struggling artist that you know, had to change his name, you know, stage name a couple of times just to be able to, you know, actually get recognized. And definitely the music music is a, you know, male-dominated industry. And he definitely, you know, was an awesome composer who, you know, had many, all of his songs are well-known throughout the world. And definitely, you know, because of his his skill, he's also a mariachi performer as well. And I definitely look up to him because his music is just inspiring. And it definitely, he was one of the people who inspired me the most to get into the music that I am in today. And uh, my mom, she's, you know, my idol as well because I see her, she is amazing. I just look at her and I just see that, you know, I would like to become, you know, what she is, you know, because she's such a hardworking person, such a, that she truly is a strong female, I believe. And she's always, no matter, you know, if she's feeling, you know, sick or whatever, she's always been the person to, you know, give me all the advice in the world. And she's never one of those people to, you know, like, I, I've always liked that about her. Like, I always, I've seen some parents, you know, they'll always back up their child, you know, even if they sometimes know that they're wrong. And my mother will be one of those who will, if she knows I'm wrong, she'll let me know that I'm wrong and she'll kind of throw me out there with the dog sort of <laughs> if I've done something wrong in a sense. So she's definitely has, you know, brought me up with very good values in terms of the way I think and, you know, what I know I can and cannot do. So <laughs> she's definitely a person that I look up to today. Why was it important for you to support Young Women United or any other youth organizing event? I think it was you know, it's a big important thing for not just myself, but for everybody, the whole, you know, the entire public to support these uh, sort of organizations and events, because definitely I come from, you know, from the South Valley. And oftentimes people believe that the South Valley, that a lot of the students in the South Valley are not, that they, you know, they have a high, you know, dropout rate. And they often think that they're, you know, at risk students and pretty much won't amount to anything. And I think that what this organization does is um, sometimes, you know, it is harder for females in a community like that, that, that in front, you know, drugs, confront drugs and pregnancy and things like that. And a lot of the times, um, you know, like uh, what was mentioned at the event on, on Saturday was that they, you know, it's just because of lack of information. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a thing that 
that this community, that this uh, organization rather, is is really focused on um, informing young ladies and you know telling them, okay, well, this is where you need to go. You know what I'm saying? And it's always about bringing you know females together and just definitely working together as a becoming a community and trying to you know to just get ahead, basically. So what would be your positive thoughts towards female activism? I definitely think that females need to, you know, if there's something that you strongly believe in, you know, you need to, you know, raise your voice and speak up. Don't just, you know, if there's something that you really, really believe in, you definitely need to fight for for your right and your your right to know and to, you know, to be informed and to be and to participate as well. I definitely think that it's for at any age, I think that women should always be trying to make a difference to better themselves and everyone else as well. What do you think are some very important issues that regard women or evolve around women? I definitely think that issues like teen pregnancy, abortion, uh, domestic violence definitely are things that I see that are prominent in my community, which is the South Valley. I think that Part of what the sister, this you know, the the Young Women United uh, organization is to educate young ladies on, you know, the risks of teen pregnancy and what can go, you know, what can go, you know, bad if you happen to get into that situation or what can, you know what I'm saying? But they also help you kind of, uh, they give you information so that you know that you are protected in any case and you're able to get help if you do need it. In terms of Domestic violence, I have personally seen, not experienced it, thank you, but I've actually seen women who do get abused by their boyfriends. I've, I've actually been in a, in a home where I've seen this happen. And to me, it's, it's something very difficult that, you know, that women have to go through this and, you know, have to be abused, whether it be by their husband, by their boyfriend. And it's something very, very, very hard that a lot of women face. And I think that I'm very impressed with, uh, you know, with um, Young Women United that although, I mean, there's not always, you know, a lot of things that you can do when someone is in that situation, but it's definitely getting that information out there about where you can go and to get help, which is definitely something that if in any case, if a woman needs help for any of those types of issues, they definitely know where to find it. Thank you, Yolanda Piñela. And she's 19 years old, so thank you for coming to the interview. And this is Kirby Platero. And I'm Mina Lee. Thank you for taking your time with this interview, Yolanda. And if our listeners would like to contact you in any way, if there's any information you could give us. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, thank you, ladies, for having me. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, definitely, I uh, just to let you all know, I do perform at uh, private events in terms of like parties, anything, you know, any event that you think... Uh, I could be of service. <laughs> uh, um, just uh, give me a call uh, at my home number. It is 505-836-6032. And um, that way, if you want to reach me for any information on business cards or CDs or any upcoming events that I have, uh, just go ahead and reach me there and be more ha more than happy to assist. <laughs> we wish you well in your singing career. Okay, thank you, ladies. Que amor como 
Young Women United continues to work in the community. The Circle of Strength meetings are held every Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. and are for the young women of color ages 13 to 18. And now, let's start to Kyle with some more music. The band Green Day can trace its roots to underground rock. Today, Green Day is a successful rock band. This is a song off of their American Idiot CD, We Are The Waiting. That was Green Day with We Are The Waiting. During the recent World Series, Josh Groban delivered a moving rendition of The Star-Spangled Banner. An interesting thing about Groban's music is that he doesn't sing only in English. His his multilingual lyrics are supported by a classical, soul-like music. This is Josh Groban with Canto a la Vida. Lincoln Park pushing me away. Before that was Three Doors Down with Be Somebody, Josh Groban with Canto a la Vida, and Green Day with We Are the Waiting. Now back to Avikra. Thanks for the music, Kyle. Halloween is literally just around the corner. While you get your costume put together, do you ever think of your most memorable Halloween? What was the best costume you ever wore? How about your favorite spot for trick-or-treating? Well, why are you thinking about that? You can listen to the Youth Radio Collective members reminisce about some of their most memorable Halloweens. So we're here today with Luis Martinez, Lucia Martinez, Mina Lee, and Michael Harley. And I'm Tracy Trump. We'll be talking about Halloween today. So do you guys have like a most favorite costume or a memorable costume that you guys have had before? Um, I think one of my favorite costumes was this one time I rolled around in a pool of mayonnaise, and then I had my friends sprinkle breakfast cereals on me. Are you joking? How old were you when you did that? Uh, I think I was like six months old. (laughs) How about you, Michael? One time I was this really weird alien with like 
big eyes and and ten and thingies kind of wobbling all around my head, <laughs> and I had these big gloves, and I couldn't, I could barely hold my trick or treat bag because my gloves were so big. That was my favorite costume. That that was just kind of bulky. <laughs> One of my favorite probably would be um, in sixth grade when I was the Monopoly Man. <laughs> One of my teachers looks like the Monopoly Man. <laughs> <laughs> And you, Mina, did you have a favorite costume that you've had before? Last year, it was a calculator for Halloween. <laughs> it was a black box, and I used foam to make the buttons. Then when I was at school, everyone was like, can I push your button? <laughs> <laughs> so did you let them? Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, do you have a most memorable uh, yeah. costume? Halloween costume? One time, when my cousin still lived here in New Mexico, she's already off in like Pennsylvania or something. She like did like the makeup for everyone, and she made me like like a cat at first, and then she started like drawing other stuff on me, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! And then I went to go look, and like it was like. Like tire marks, you know. <laughs> it was like a cat got right over. I'm like, dude, why'd you, why'd you like make me like this? And she's like, so deal with it. And then we just went trick or treating like that. <laughs> what is your most memorable Halloween experience? The most memorable for me, I'd have to say, is last Halloween when I was in a wheelchair because I just had foot surgery. Um, I went trick-or-treating with my friend, and so I had to be pushed around in my wheelchair and in my costume. And it was kind of sad because I couldn't keep up with people. Did you have someone push you, and then you're, like, holding the bag, or...? I had someone push me, and I held my bag. And I guess people also had to... When, I, when we all trick-or-treat, people went to the door with my bag to get me candy <laughs> that I, like, wave from the door. Or, or wave to the door. <laughs> <and> like, ah, <laughs> hello, people in there. <laughs> it was kind of really sad. How about you, Louise? Do you have a memorable Halloween experience? Oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> Tracy. Um, about, I think it was two or three years ago, I rented uh, my neighbor Totoro and sat at home and, and had a glass of milk and a cookie. <laughs> I like that movie. I really want to see that. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Usually I, sit, I just sit at home and, and read medical journals and then go to bed. <laughs> And then, and then go to bed at uh, usually 9.30. Oh. But that night, I, I um, you know, had a glass of milk and a cookie. <laughs> and I didn't go to sleep until, like, almost 10 o'clock. Right now, I have a great amount of pity for you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Seriously. They were, but they were out of chocolate milk. Otherwise, I would have got it. <laughs> I like organic milk. I wish they'd bring me milk in a glass bottle to my oh, doorstep. I know. <gasps> I know. It's like that. I always thought that was so cool how they have that little like with the milkman and stuff. Yeah, they were like clear glass bottles. I always like. Do they still do that? Awesome. Do they still do that? You guys? They could be a milkman for no, Halloween. No, it's too dangerous. <laughs> too dangerous because the milkman uh, all too often the stresses get to them and they'll break the bottles and just leave have a, glass a everywhere. Milkman. No, they'll have a milkman oh. broken bottle fight. <laughs> and there's just too many fatalities, so they just decided to get rid of it. Yeah. I think we 
left the subject. <laughs> well, you could always miles and miles ago. <laughs> <laughs> but this happens a lot. Would you guys ever want to be a milkman <laughs> for Halloween? <laughs> you should. I think those people who aren't even home that night and they leave candy outside. Are so cheap, so I always take more than like it says. Like it says, take one, please. So I, I take five, <laughs> or so what I take a handful. Yeah, what that if they're candy. Out trick or treating with their kids. Oh, they never are. Have they? <laughs> they're just not in the spirit. Sometimes they even leave their lights on, so you know they're there. And they just oh, yeah, don't they answer go the to door. sleep at like seven o'clock. <laughs> like, come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard of that candy? Take five. <laughs> I don't know, but I never tasted it. But like, what if they just take five of those? <laughs> you mean because the the name of the candy bar would suggest such an action? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I say, how humorous. Well, thank you, everyone, for telling me and the people about your favorite Halloween experience. Thanks to Mina Lee. Michael Harley, Lucia Martinez, and Luis Martinez. And I'm Tracy Tram. I Just. think we should all recite um, <laughs> The Three Witches Curse from Macbeth. <gasps> Isn't it like bubble, toil, and trouble? Double, bubble, double, bubble, toil, and trouble. Fire, burn, and cauldron, bubble. It was in Harry Potter, come on. There you go, but it's but like it about a page Harry long. Potter, so then you can memorize it. <laughs> Producer and student Craig Brydas. Scoured Sullivan West High School in Lake Huntington, New York to find out what everyone is doing for Halloween. The answers he got ranged from boring to crude, fun to funny. It's the haunting season. I wanted to get an idea of what the youth are going to be up to this Halloween, which just so happens to fall on a Monday of all days. I started my inquisition by going to my high school and asking the populace. What are you doing this Halloween? Could I ask you what you're doing this Halloween? I don't know. Uh, nothing? I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, you can tell me it's only going to be on the radio. I'm not going to tell anyone official. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're going to church? Why are you going to church? My church doesn't celebrate Halloween. I think I'm going to stay home, maybe read some scary stories. Probably not do much. I get all my fun in before Halloween. Halloween's on a Monday. What fun is there to be had on a Monday? So what are you doing this Halloween? Trick-or-treating? Partying? Egging? Come on, nobody said they've gone egging. Tell me you're going to go egging. I'm sleeping. Sleeping? What kind of kid sleeps on Halloween? Oh man, what is going on with today's youth? Is it maybe responsibility in the water? I have a soccer game to play and I'm going to miss Halloween. I have a soccer game. What do you have? A football game. Football. What are you doing? I'm playing football. I don't know. You're not going to go out and like go egging or trick-or-treating? I can't get in trouble uh, now. I'll get my butt kicked. Well, some kids have responsibilities like sports. But is there no hope for today's youth for a fun Halloween? What are you doing this Halloween? Partying. What are you doing this Halloween? Um, partying. Party, yeah. 
going to a killer party? Uh, going out, friends, parties. Dressing up as a bar slut and going to a party with my friend. Awesome. This is a bar slut. I'd rather be getting candy, you know? We're going trick-or-treating in Middletown. Um, going trick-or-treating. First, I'm going trick-or-treating. And I'm going to dress up, and it's going to be amazing. Ha, I knew all hope was not lost, but some kids were up to more obscure fun. What are you doing this Halloween? (laughs) Playing with myself. I'm singing. Eating little kids' poison. It's Halloween. I think I'm going to a dance. Getting really drunk. It ain't just tricks, but it's treats too, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rail babes, man, yeah. Railing hot bitches is not an activity that people should be, you know, doing. So there you have it. Some kids are taking the I have responsibilities card, while some do nothing, and others yet will party hard regardless of it being a Monday night. For Radio Revolution, this has been Craig Brida saying, Eggs are your friends. Toss one today. Oh, yeah. I looked out the window, seeing his bull head. Ran through the fridge and pulled out an egg. Scoped over my scopes, he had no hair. Lost that shot, he was caught out there. Down with the propane. No stimmy sand. Come Halloween, you know. I come fast, I do it at a second. You make the mistake, you judge a man by his race. You go through life with eggs on your face. Woke up in the morning, peculiar feeling. Looked up and saw eggs dripping from the ceiling. Family, punk rock, business man. Thanks to Craig Breider from Sullivan West High School in New York for that piece. Now to Kyle for more music. In 1958, a woman named Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus to a white man. She was arrested. People in her city organized a boycott of the buses, leading to a wave of political change across the South. This past week, Rosa Parks passed away. In memory of Rosa Parks, this is In the Name of Love by U2. Peter Yarrow, Mary Travers, and Noel Stuckey came together to form the group Peter, Paul, and Mary. They were the voices for a generation involved in activism. Their music, which reflects social and political themes, has continued to flourish for 45 years. This is their latest song, Don't Laugh at Me. The one they call a geek A little girl 
that was Peter, Paul, and Mary, Don't Laugh at Me. Before that was Harry Potter, Double Trouble. Now on to the calendar. Hi, I'm a tuna fish casserole. And I'm Tracy Tram. My name is Alliterated. Tree, tree. This is the calendar. Where we tell you what to do. Do you like music? Then maybe it's time to roust the house. This Friday, November 4th, at the Outpost Performance Space. Roust the house will include youth poetry readings, dance performances, and musical sets from selected local youth bands. Interested local bands and performers should call 268-0044 for information. Also, check out www.outpostspace.org for details about the event. Whether it's technology, paleontology, geology, zoology, botany, or astronomy that delights your scientifical predisposition, the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science and the Lodestar Astronomy Center have got you covered. On November 11th, they will both have free admission with additional charges for special exhibits like the Dinah Theater Traveling Exhibit, a T-Rex named Sue. Dial 841-2822. Again, that number is 841-2822 for more information. Are you a fickle, impressionistic, fad-following sheep? or a person with legitimately developed nefarious nautical interest? Then come down to the Manzano Mesa Multigenerational Center for an authentic Halloween pirate invasion on Monday, October 31st. The center will be transformed into Albuquerque's high seas, and teeming masses of masquerading Albuquerque costumers will be flooding the galleys in full pirate accoutrementation. Be there, 501 Elizabeth Southeast, from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., Arg. This November the 15th, the Ibda Dance Troupe, a group of 20 teenagers from the Daisha Refugee Camp in Palestine's West Bank, will be in Albuquerque at the South Broadway Cultural Center. Doors open at 7. Call 843, wait no, 848-1323. Again, that number is 848-1323 for more information. Into jazz? Into improvising? How about an improvisational jazz class for youth at the Outpost Performance Space. These classes, open to all young musicians K-12, are offered at beginning, intermediate, and advanced levels. Students are expected to bring their own instruments, although a piano, drum set, and guitar and bass amps will be provided. Just don't know what to do with yourself this All Hallows Eve? Why not go down into the tunnels beneath the city to sacrifice kittens and scrawl profanity and satanic images crazily on the walls. You might even meet a singing hobo or a knifing hobo. Either way, it'll be a hoot. Hoot, hoot. Albuquerque's Day of the Dead celebration will be held November 2nd on 1025 Broadway Southeast, the South Broadway Cultural Center. The event will feature the team champions of the Albuquerque International Poetry Slam and the dynamic international rhythms and sounds of Concepto Tambor. Be there at 7 p.m. Did you know we have an elephant named Rosie who lives at the zoo? I know I didn't, but November 6th is her 13th birthday and you are invited. 
Be there at 10 a.m. for cake, elephant, ostrich, egg painting, and a silent auction. Instead of bringing a birthday present for Rosie, that ungrateful gentlewoman, why not consider making a donation on Rosie's behalf? And that's the calendar. And remember, don't take candy from strangers. You've been listening to Youth Radio on 89.9 KONM. Our producers were Mars Chalan and Mina Lee. Our engineers were Wes Barber and Lucia Martinez. Our music host was Kyle Ferris. Luis Martinez and Kirby Plutero produced our Sister Fire segment. Tracy Tram and Lucia Martinez produced the Halloween segment. Our calendar hosts were Tracy Tram and Luis Martinez. I'm your host, Michael Harley. And I'm Avika Lucky. Our adult co-conspirators were Marcos Martinez, Paul Ingalls, Chris Sapino, Roberta Rael, Steve Emmons, and Mercedes Mejia. Others that are on our Youth Radio Collective are Kirby Platero, Joseph Savage, and Evan Molson. And before we go, we'd like to give a shout-out to Tristan Plum. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for listening.